Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Sunday morning, game day. This is the Behind the Steel Curtain Last Minute Thoughts podcast. Whoo, man, there's a lot of last minute thoughts. There's a lot of that's happened in the last, I'll even say, 48 hours uh, when it comes to everything with the Pittsburgh Steelers from Friday afternoon with the injury report. Um, to, to everything going on um, with the roster moves on Saturday. We'll dive into all that. So let's get going. The Pittsburgh Steelers play Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. They are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is possibly, probably, hopefully, uh, the last time that the Steelers will be facing Tom Brady in Pittsburgh. Um, unless some crazy things happen. Um, and <laughs> even, even if something happens where he's still playing in two years when they could possibly play Tampa again during the regular season, if they both finish in the same spot in the division, I'm pretty sure that would be a road game. Um, anyway, so this is likely to be it. Uh, you, you never know. Maybe, maybe the cyborg plays on. But anyway, that's not nearly as important as the Steelers need to go in and just play football in this game. Right now, the Steelers are a 10-point underdog. That line has moved to a 10-point underdog. Oh, I forgot to say, this game is going to be on Fox this week because the Steelers are the home team, and it's an NFC visiting team. And usually, now they sometimes switch up some games, but usually the way it goes is uh, Fox is NFC, CBS is AFC, and they go by the visiting team, not by the home team. So if you want to know if the game is available in your area, check out the distribution map at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, It's also available with some other things in the How to Watch article, which is there 
as well. You can see both of those on Sunday morning. If you're there and getting a lot of other content, you might have to scroll a little bit, uh, but the map, you'll be able to see the map. It's it's the title picture of the article to click on that one if you want to see if you are in the area to get that game. Now, let's get back to that betting line. Whew, 10 points. It was eight, eight and a half, eight, and it moved to 10. And the over-under is 46. The over-under has moved up. And, uh, and the 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 spread, I guess, would be has moved uh, more with the Steelers being even a bigger underdog. A lot of that was based on Friday's injury report. So let's get to it. There were six players ruled out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right, six players. Now, only five of those are still on the roster because the Steelers made a roster move. But the Steelers will be without Minka Fitzpatrick. That's huge. That's a big one. He did not practice at all this week. He's out with a knee injury. The Steelers are also out. Their top three cornerbacks in Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, and Levi Wallace, all out. Um, Witherspoon and Sutton are out with hamstring injuries. They did not practice at all this week. Uh, Levi Wallace is in the concussion protocol. He was limited on Thursday and Friday, but did not come out of the protocol and was ruled out. The same was true for Pat Freremuth, who was actually limited in all three days after the Steelers had to had to correct their injury report when there was video out there of Pat, Pat Freremuth participating in team drills, and they tried to say he didn't participate. Um, I don't know if it was another clerical error or what it was, but he was ruled out. So that's five. The, the first four are the concerning ones. You, you're starting all pro safety and your top three cornerbacks. The only typical quote-unquote starter for the Steelers in the secondary is Terrell Edmonds, who's coming back after missing last week with a concussion. So this Steelers secondary is decimated by injury. So they had to make a roster move. The last player that was that was ruled out for the Steelers was a new player on the injury report on Friday. Everything was fine. No idea there was any kind of injury going on. All of a sudden, Friday, boom, didn't practice with a knee injury. Rookie third-round draft pick, defensive end to Marvin Leal. Ruled out for the game. Not only ruled out, on Saturday was placed on the reserve injured list. So Leal is out at least four games. We'll get to that in a little bit uh, later when we when we go over the Saturday moves. Um, but first I want to go ahead. And you know what? Let's do the Saturday moves for the Steelers, and then we'll get everything with the Buccaneers. The Steelers, since I already said that, the Marvin Leal was one player. Um, he was moved to the IR. The Steelers were going to have to make a roster move. They needed more than two players elevated from the practice squad. So they were going to have to sign someone to the active roster. Uh, the question was, was someone going to go on IR? Was somebody else going to get cut or released? How was that going to work? Because the Steelers just simply didn't have enough bodies in the secondary. So what happened? I, I assumed that there would be three, that they would have bring someone on the 53-man roster, and I assumed it would be cornerback Josh Jackson, who was elevated the last two weeks for the Steelers, and he played significant snaps last week. And he's the starting cornerback by default this week. It's just how it is. It's him and James Pierre. That's all they got left, and Arthur Millette in the slot. That's all they had. So he was signed to the 53-man roster, and the Steelers put DeMarvin Leal on injured reserve. Um, I, I'm really concerned about the layout thing because to say I'd be more worried if it was limited. 
meaning that he practiced Friday and got hurt in practice to a point that he was ruled out and put on IR. The fact that he didn't practice meant that it, it, it was something else because he wasn't limited on Thursday. So it's not that he got hurt in Thursday's practice and then all of a sudden, no, we couldn't practice on Friday. And it's not that he started Friday's practice and got hurt, but he went from full on Thursday, nothing on Friday, knee injury, out for the game on IR. That's concerning or just mystifying because either, you know, the, the way he's been playing, you would assume that the Steelers wouldn't want to just stash their young guy on IR for now when he didn't really have an, have a significant injury. I, I I don't think that's the case because why would they do that with DeMarvin Leal playing a good chunk of significant snaps for them? But I will tell you now, look for Isaiah Louder milk to, milk to get a helmet. I mean, there's only two players that that are that are going to be on the on the inactive list later this morning that aren't already ruled out. Uh, my guess is that it's going to be Mason Rudolph and Kendrick Green. You don't need a ninth offensive lineman. Might as well have Mark Robinson get a helmet on defense, let him play some special teams. I don't know that Kendrick Green would even see the field for any reason, um, just like um, some of the other reserve linemen don't get out there. So to me, it would be it would make more sense for Mark Robinson to get a helmet for the first time this year, which also means the Steelers are going to have an extra wide receiver because those should have – there's no reason to have um, either Steven Sims or Gunnar O. Whoever you know, it's it's supposed to be Sims again this week. There's no reason to have the other one inactive. They 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 they're filled up with injuries. So and the Steelers didn't elevate another tight end. So why not have another wide receiver? Because they only have two tight ends in Zach Gentry and Connor Hayward. It's what they have. So because this, the other two players that the Steelers elevated, I should probably get to that from the practice squad were once again safety Elijah Riley, and then they had another cornerback, which I don't want to say the, the wrong name that it was Quincy Wilson. Now, what's crazy is Joshua Jackson, Quincy Wilson, they're two cornerbacks on the Steelers. There's another cornerback on the Steelers um, practice squad. Uh, I The name is escaping me right now. I will find it very soon That um, of who it is. That um, Where is that? Well, I know it's the, it's, it's the other one that they just signed. Um, is it Duke? Is it Dawson? I think it's Duke Dawson. I don't know. That... Um, they're all former second-round draft picks. They were second-round draft picks in either 2017 or 2018, and they're all in the Steelers practice squad. The only cornerback on the Steelers practice squad that wasn't a second-round draft pick was Mark Gilbert, who was an uh, undrafted free agent with the Steelers last year and on the practice squad until he got poached by Detroit and then brought him back this year. So that's that was their options. That's who they have in the secondary. So that's who the Steelers are going to have out there for this game. It's it's kind of you know two tight ends. Was got to have the actual wide receiver. I don't know. Is somebody like Chase Claypool, who's a you know a big bodied wide receiver, is he going to slide in and maybe even line up as as a tight end? Will they utilize Derek Watt more? Who knows? You've got to tune into the game to see. That's the best I can say. Let's go ahead and get to the to to Tampa's injury report and their Saturday moves because this this is a lot of stuff. This is, this podcast is going longer simply because of the injury report. So here's the game status. I did not see that any of these were changed on Saturday, uh, even when I searched and found the other moves uh, from Tampa. So hopefully that uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving you any, any bad information, but uh, it's as up to date as I have with these, with these players. So here it is game status, safety, Mike Edwards, elbow questionable defensive tackle, 
Akeem Hicks foot out. Once they're out, you you don't get to change that. So that's a big one um, for the for the Buccaneers. I mean, of course they still have Vita Vea, but now that no no Akeem Hicks, wide receiver Julio Jones knee doubtful. When it's doubtful, it's very unlikely that they're going to play. Um, cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting with a quad is out, and safety Logan Ryan with a foot is out. So those are some interesting things with with the Buccaneers. Now they also elevated two players from the practice squad on Saturday. And that is they've activated they're both defensive backs. I don't know which one's safety corner whatever. Um but they're Anthony Chesley and Nolan Turner was their two players that they activated. I, I'm going to say something real quick. I know this is supposed to be a quicker podcast, but I was thinking about this uh, more this weekend. I actually brought it up in the live chat of the Touchdown Under podcast. And that is for two years, teams could have additional practice squad elevations um, if someone was went on the COVID-19 list. I think if the NFL, this is just an idea to fly out there. Maybe the more I think about it, I'll, I'll reconsider. If the NFL is really serious about their new concussion protocols and not wanting to have players play um, with, with concussions, I think if a player's ruled out for a game because of a concussion, I think um, – they should get an automatic, you know, that's one of those additional practice squad spots that a team could elevate. The reason I say that is sometimes a guy can go out and try to tough it out with a ankle injury or a shoulder injury or, 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 you know, or a knee injury. They could just try to tough it out. You don't want to tough it out with a, with a concussion. That, that's the, because there's, there's nothing that's really quote unquote holding you back physically in a game that that you couldn't show up to play. Like right now, the, the the it's all about the head injury aspect of it, which is a very big thing. It goes beyond football. And if they don't want players and teams trying to get players back on the field because they're so shorthanded, I think the NFL um, that should consider that a, an elevation from the practice squad for a player who's out with a concussion because they're in the protocol – that, that that should not count as an elevation, much like they did with COVID. Well, I'm just bringing that up. Let's move on. I'm sorry. This might not have been the podcast to mention such thing, but I did anyway. Whew, that's a lot of information, a lot of news going on. So let's look at some things that are going on with this game. I'll be honest with you. When this started, Thursday night, Steelers preview podcast, I'm like, I'm taking the Steelers. I think they still have a chance to stick with it this year. Who? Then the injury report came out on Friday, and I, I honestly, I, I changed my pick. This, the Steelers secondary being in uh, in such a bad shape from an injury standpoint, and then not having a TJ Watt to, to be able to help add that pressure up front that could help maybe relieve the things with the secondary. Because if you can get that pressure up front, you can kind of help out. That helps your secondary a lot. With the combination of all those things, the Steelers' defense, they're, they're in a bad spot this week. They really are. Can they rise to the occasion? Yes, it's possible. But will they? That's ultimately the question of why we tune in. Not can they, will they? I'm not even going into how likely it would be. We know it's possible, but we also know that it's just as possible and maybe even more probable that they're that, that they could struggle through this game defensively. But let's see. Therefore, to me, the biggest X factor for the Steelers, it's all those players playing um, in, in place of the, the injured players in the secondary. 
How are they going to how are they going to communicate? Which is a huge key on defense. How are they going to step up? I'm not asking for big splash plays. I just want them to make the routine plays routinely, tackle the catch, and please, even though they're they're decimated, I really hope the coaching staff does try to mix things up. I know it's Tom Brady. He could probably he could probably dissect the defense if they gave him five extra players on the field, because um, he's just done it for so long. But try to do something that's just not so obvious that, oh, all I got to do is hold the ball for this amount of time, and this receiver is going to be wide open right here because this is what's going to happen. I don't want that to, I don't want that to be known pre-snap. Um, it, it's just one of those things that I hope. So hopefully they can mix it up enough with them. So I think that's the biggest um, X factor on the, on the defense. Now on the offense, to me, you could it, you could easily make the case for Kenny Pickett. You could easily make the case for Najee Harris, who did say on Friday that he will be he will not no longer have a steel plate in his shoe that he's had ever since his foot injury. In other words, it's almost almost like he's wearing a steel-toed boot. Not that it's necessarily the toe, but something that was reinforcing enforcement of his shoe to help with the injury. Let's see if that helps with the with with the running, with any kind of burst or quickness uh, with his running. That could be an X factor. You could say receivers catching the ball. You could say somebody like a Zach Gentry who's going to have to step up um, for Pat Frermuth being out or the other receivers. My goodness, there's so many different things that that this that the offense you could say is an X factor. Bottom line is you're going to score points. You're going to have to score points. The putting up yards isn't going to cut it. Like last week in the Steelers getting all those passing yards, there was only three points on the board. Now, they could have scored 33 points and it still wouldn't have been enough. But if, if you want to stay in this game, as long as you can't, because the bottom line is, the, the whole point is when you're a big underdog, you just want to stick around as long as you can to give your chance, give yourself a chance to win at the end. Would it be even better to blow a team out? Sure, it would be. But at minimum, you want to stick around as long as you can to have a chance to win at the end. And in order for the Steelers to do that, with the with all the injuries on defense, they're going to have to put points on the board, and you're going to need to walk away with sevens and not threes. So that's the biggest thing that I see going on with the Steelers um, and, and their matchups and everything. So that's my thoughts on this game. I am not ruling the Steelers out, but, man, it, it's disheartening when you look at the players that are missed with the Steelers and everything. For those that are wondering, Calvin Austin III was not activated um, from the IR designated to return. The Steelers still have more time before they have to do that. And with so many players out for injury on defense, they needed to have spots for defense. I mean, if they would have just swapped out a wide receiver and cut a different wide receiver, um, I understand. But it, it could even be they're not sure – when they bring back Calvin Austin the third, which receiver they would possibly let go. If you got everyone active for this game, this might be a chance to really figure out, all right, who's the weakest link that maybe isn't going to help contribute to this team moving forward for the rest of the year. So that's just my thoughts of the games. Make sure you are checking out all of the podcasts here behind the steel curtain. You will have a post-game show with myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis, that'll be live on YouTube and Facebook Live with, uh, oh, generally about 10 minutes after Mike Tomlin's press conference because we will have a Mike Tomlin press conference recap. Go out 
as soon as we're done, as soon as it's done recording the or, or with the press conference, we will record the quick podcast and it will be out there for you to get. It will be available while the preview is going on. Both of those will be available later today. Then Monday morning, you got a Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. He'll have winners and losers. You've got Brian Anthony Davis's Bad Language, um, where he'll recap um how, how we did with our over-unders with everything. That's we, meaning myself, Brian, and Jeff on the Steelers preview, um, as well as his thoughts on the game. And then, of course, you'll have um, Monday early evening, uh, a Steelers hangover with uh, Shannon White, uh, Tony Defio, and there might have to – Brian Anthony Davis, he might be traveling for work. I'm still trying to get his – make sure we got a schedule right. We might have a, a special guest in this place or just those two. You'll just have to tune in to see. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the network. And make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Hit up that, that distribution map to know if you're getting the game or other ways that you can get the game. And all we can do now, the Steelers are one and four. They're one and four. You've got to go out. You've got to fight to get win number two. You can't get to six wins, eight wins, ten wins. You can't get to any of those now until you get win number two. This is another chance. This is the Steelers' fifth chance to get win number two. Let's see if they can get it done in Pittsburgh this afternoon. So all we can say now is go Steelers. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.